Welcome back to the Ultimate Pocket Therapist. We are a mother and daughter team of Shannon and Brooke, wanting to educate, entertain, and enlighten all of you to mental health. Yep, here we are. Here we are. Okay. <laughs> and before we get started, I will um, kind of go over our disclaimer. It's very fancy, too. It is. Mm-hmm. I am not your therapist. You're not my therapist. No. Well, I am. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've been for years. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But not everyone's therapist. I feel like you hit me on a personal level, though, when you say I'm not your therapist. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should clarify that you're not talking to me. Okay. I won't look at you. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, other than that, this is not a therapy session. Oh. And if anything we talk about ever triggers or brings up issues that you feel you need to address and work on, we would encourage you to seek counseling. Like we've mentioned before, there's resources available in all areas, and we'd like to mention a resource right now. This podcast is being sponsored by BetterHelp. Like we have mentioned in each of our podcasts, if anything we talk about triggers or brings up any issues, don't hesitate to seek counseling. Everyone has struggles, and therapy does not need to be scary. Everyone deserves to be happy, and you don't need to worry about finding a therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And as a special offer to Ultimate Pocket Therapist listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash therapist. That's betterhelp.com slash UP therapist. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. All right. What are, uh, what are you talking at me today for? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I kind of wanted to work on. No, not work on. We're not oh, in therapy. Yeah, that's right. I just <laughs> said this was not a therapy yeah, session. You got, no. You're really confusing and the people now. Here huh? we go. Okay. So. What do we call it? A podcast. <laughs> today, I was going to say in today's session. Today's okay. session. <laughs> so what what I wanted to kind of um, talk about today is just something that pops up every once in a while with clients that come in. And these clients that come in that have this issue are the ones that kind of tend to pull on my heartstrings and break my heart a little bit because they come in and they just think that they're too broken to ever be fixed. So we're going to talk about, am I too broken to be fixed? Yes, you oh, me? are. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Thank you, B. Others, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's no help for you. Okay, we're starting over. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get we're a done. nice daughter. <laughs> get, get a nice daughter. <laughs> an ad out on craigslist yeah, I'm sure you'll because find i only nice. have one so I, I don't have much to pick from so <laughs> anyway well what brought this up and one of the reasons i was thinking that it would be a good topic for a podcast is a while ago i started working 
with a lady that truly has a belief system of just sort of being too broken. Mm. And she came in and kind of told her story, real sad story, which you would think it would be a sad story if she feels so broken. Yeah. But the story is she was adopted and she has a brother that was also adopted, but they weren't biological siblings, but just two adoptions in a family. Mm -hmm. Her dad was military, um, traveled around a lot because of military. He um, came from the South, just kind of a good old boy, but married someone who was from very high status, social status. Okay. Okay. And so her mom was all about show, having expensive things, expensive parties. Um, She grew up in a very high society type of upbringing. So her parents were kind of opposites, Mm. but they were both alcoholics. Okay. And, so, they, so they did have something in common. Well, they did. They okay. they drank well together. <laughs> drank well together. <laughs> <laughs> and so she said her, her childhood was like always remembering these big parties, everybody drinking, everybody socially like high status. So, you know, kind of something that we probably think about in the movies sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was bullied as a child, moved around a lot, always the new kid. Mm. Um, never had many friends. She would tell her mom that she was bullied and her mom had other things to attend to. Mm. And so it sounds like she just didn't have many emotional needs met as a child at all. Okay. And when she married, she married an alcoholic and then he also turned to other drugs. They were married 20 something years, had four kids. Wow. But it was mostly plagued with both of them being alcoholics. She admits that she's a recovering alcoholic. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she dabbled in drugs. She says she never had much of a problem with drugs, just didn't have the real addictive stuff. But alcohol was her, her go-to to cope. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they divorced. Um, she just could not deal with uh, the addictive behavior and the drug stuff. So after they divorced, um, they actually remained friends, Mm -hmm. okay? And the four kids, the oldest ones, all have struggled with addictions. The youngest one, no. Oh, okay. Okay. But their kids all grew up in that addictive world, all got into alcohol pot, then went on to, the oldest son went into rehab several times, off and on, could never get a handle on his addictions. Oh, okay. Okay. So then the story goes that the ex finally gets his life in order. They've remained friends. He finally gets his life in order. He's no longer using substances. And he's got a full-time job, doing well. Again, they remain pretty close. Mm-hmm. And I think they. she actually said they lived close to each other as well. Oh, okay. okay. So anyway... The story goes on that she finds him dead. Oh, God. And this has just been like a couple years ago. And he died of a brain aneurysm. Oh, wow. As he's getting ready for work in the morning. Okay. A few months later, her oldest son dies. Oh, my God. Yes. Same year. And it was believed to what they believe now was an early COVID 
case. It was right in the end of 219 before COVID was really a thing yet. Mm-hmm. But um, he died from double pneumonia. He wasn't using at the time, but his immune system was so compromised. Mm-hmm. So her presenting thing is, I just don't know why I'm here. Like I, in I the should be alive. World. Alive. Okay. Uh huh. And she said, I have. I probably should have had counseling since I was a little girl, but she says, I just don't, I don't want to be here. And I think I'm too broken to ever be fixed or ever feel good. And so I really evaluated her on the suicide stuff. Yeah. And she doesn't have a plan. She's not suicidal. She just doesn't want to live, but she would never, she said, I will never kill myself because I would never do that to my children. Yeah. But I don't, I have nothing. I, I wake up, I go to work, I come home, I exist. Interesting. Yeah. You know, very depressed. I was just going to say, very. she sounds extremely mm-hmm. depressed. Yeah, very depressed, you know. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we obviously need to work on is a depression. But it just brought up that idea of that belief system. Yeah. Of just being too broken. Like, you know, and I guess the question is, you know, are there people that are too broken to be fixed? Yeah. If Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't necessarily believe that. Yeah. See, I, as a therapist, I have a hard time with that one mm-hmm. because, you know, I have this, everybody is capable of change and everybody can be fixed if they want to, mm-hmm. you know, but in just researching this topic and looking at different ideas you know some of the things came up that you know maybe people just don't ever get fixed or they just believe they can't and don't try which i think oftentimes happens yeah you know yeah i think everyone's capable of fixing changing bettering themselves if they'll put the work into it right and they want to believe that they are because it's not easy no change isn't easy anyways yeah yeah Physically or mentally, it's not easy. No, change is really hard. You know, so it kind of brings up the question of, does therapy work for everyone? Because obviously, she's not going to get through this without therapy. She's never been to therapy. Okay. Okay. Is she relatively open to? Well, she came. She's been coming. Okay. You know, she's, She's hanging in there. So the thing that is interesting is she says, I don't know if I can ever change or if I'm too broken to be fixed, but she's starting counseling, which tells me there's a glimmer of hope. Yeah. You know, or she wouldn't be in my office. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, the question of does therapy work for everyone, you know? So I have to look at, you know, what contributes to therapy being successful? Well, I think the number one thing is like I we said before was that you have to want it. You have to be motivated oh, yep. to change something. Yep. And you have to get to that point of willingness to at least see the options. Right. Right. There's got to be some desire. Yeah. Without uh-huh. that, and nothing's going to work. Right. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like what I said before when we were talking about addictions mm-hmm. in one of the previous podcasts is, you know, any treatment center is only as good as what the person wants it to be. Yeah. And there, it's kind of true of therapy. 
Yeah. You know, what are your, of course you need a good therapist. <laughs> you can't have someone who doesn't know what the hell they're doing, but yeah. you know, but again, you know, are, are you willing to, you know, work with that therapist? Are you willing to, mm-hmm. you know, and it's important too, to have a therapist that you jive with. That's true. Yeah. You know, a therapist that's on the same wavelength that you mm-hmm. get along with, that you're willing to put yeah, the You've got to into. trust your therapist. Mm-hmm. Cause if you don't like your therapist or you just don't connect or there's like a personality conflict or something, you're not going to get anywhere in therapy. Yeah. Speaking of experience. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that all therapists should have the secret weapon I have. Oh God. Puppy dogs. Oh yes. Uh-huh. That is the only reason I like you. Oh, cause I have all your dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because you have Emmett. Yes. But, you know, there's there's a little bit of, you know, we joke about the dogs, but they do provide such comfort for mm-hmm. people. And I'll sit and watch clients, especially when they get emotional, just pet and pet and pet and pet and pet a dog. And I often think, I hope they're not rubbing them raw <laughs> on that one spot. <laughs> pet another area. I'm going to have yeah. no hair on the top of yeah. their head. Yeah. But, you know, there is that kind of feeling safe Mm -hmm. because we're not going to have a lot of change if we don't feel safe with the therapist, you know, but even the surroundings, you know? Yeah. And I look at, man, when you've got someone that feels like they're this broken, you have got to have support. Yeah. Yes. I don't think you can do this alone. No. And going back to, you know, we had just had an episode a few back on purging toxicity mm-hmm. and also if you're in this slump if you aren't getting the support you need you may really want to look into getting people out of your life that aren't fueling healthy right. thoughts and yeah. healthy change mm-hmm. that's a uh, good point yeah you yeah. might have to really readdress your it, your you, people right who your support group is mm-hmm. yeah because to get through this it's you know, what I tell people all the time, it gets worse for it gets better. Yeah. So when you're going back and dealing with all of these issues and addressing all of these childhood experiences and getting through it all, it's going to be tough. Yeah. So there has to be a real commitment there. Yeah. You can't have a bully in your life Mm-mm. that's just undoing right. things faster than you're trying to mend them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When you... Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to, when you talk about there has to be a level of depression. Yeah. You know, cause you get to that point of too depressed to fix right. things and when therapy doesn't work and mm-hmm. this and that, it's kind of kind of start at that point too. Right. And look at maybe getting mm-hmm. some medication. I think that, I think we have to address the level of depression, evaluate it, address it, refer to an MD for a possible medication evaluation, see what we can do to work on getting the depression turned around. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, when someone is that depressed, their, their mindset isn't going to, it's going to be really hard to work in therapy because they just shut down. You know, they Mm -hmm. don't have the, they don't have the emotional energy to do it. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's like she said, it's all she can do just to get up and go to work and come home. She doesn't want to do anything else. Right. She just exists. Yeah. Yeah. That's I know. sad. I know. So looking at when therapy works, so in someone like this, when does therapy not work? Well, goes back to that when they don't want to face the issues and they mm-hmm. don't want to put the work in and they don't want to actually... Yeah. Do the hard part. Right. Yeah. It's not going to, yeah, it clearly yeah. isn't going to work. And you know, actually I've seen a lot of clients come in with a belief system that therapy wasn't going to work, which yeah. is really odd because it's like, oh, I've tried therapy in the past. I went to a couple of sessions. It didn't do anything for me. Or I saw a therapist and nothing changed. So why in the hell were they in your office to tell you that? Yeah. So where's that little <laughs> glimmer of hope there, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. They might be complaining that they don't believe therapy is going to work, but they're sitting in my office. Right. Yeah. Like, so oh, it's okay. kind of like, I think we call that a discrepancy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of those moments that you just don't voice mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I just kind of like take a mental note of that one and keep going on. But a lot of people will tell me about all their bad experiences in therapy and why, you know, they doubt this is going to be any different. And I just think, well, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. 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 It's going to be different if you want it to be different. Mm-hmm. You know. I think, too, it, you could really end up with some people in your office dealing with this that honestly, along with not wanting to change, just thoroughly enjoying having a audience to bitch to. Mm-hmm. A never-ending vent, bitch fest. Well, their only goal of therapy is just to come in to complain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They don't really want to accomplish anything. They just want to... I've had clients like that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? And at some point, you have to kind of reassess their therapeutic goals. Yeah. You know? Because, you know, they're paying a lot of money and wasting time and money to just complain when you might just go down the bar and do that. Yeah. Or get your hair done every other day. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Poor hairdresser can't walk away. <laughs> yeah. She's captive for two hours. <laughs> captive audience. <laughs> oh. Well, there's other times that therapy doesn't work. Again, it kind of depends on the, the, the goal of the client. But when, like, I tend to be really blunt. Hmm, in, weird. <laughs> just call it as I see it. But when, you know, they want a therapist to only validate them. Oh, uh-huh. And then when a therapist doesn't validate them or they call bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, and they say, let's look at it a different way or whatever, that's therapy isn't going to work. So again, yeah. it goes back to the person's agenda. Right. Yeah. What they want from therapy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I honestly think like in a case like this, um, you know, if she has a belief system that can change, mm-hmm. okay, that, you know, I I can be, in her words, fixed, mm-hmm. you know, or things don't have to feel this bad. Right. I think everyone's capable of that change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever think that people are just gonna, they, like, maybe are afraid to feel better and they're just comfortable in misery? Oh, yeah, that comfort zone stuff, exactly. And it's, it's mm-hmm. almost scarier to... Have a glimmer of hope in your life. And I've often thought about doing an entire podcast on comfort zones. It's maybe something that we address in the future. Okay. Because we really get stuck in these comfort zones and change is scary. Yeah. And change is stepping out of that. Mm-hmm. And so that it, we feel safe in yeah. our comfort zones. 
even if it's uncomfortable. Yep. Goes back to that whole abusive relationships mm-hmm. or toxic people. It's your comfort yeah. zone. It's right. scary it's to all get we out know. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel comfortable not being in it. Yeah. That and that's hard, you know. I mean, I think it's really important to address especially a client like this one, but address all clients on what their belief system is about change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think, too, that if if they can't take accountability, that mm-hmm. it's their responsibility to fix it. It's not anyone else's. It's not right. their therapist's responsibility to fix it. It's not their Family. husband's or, yeah, or mm-hmm. wives or yeah. anybody that's on them. I think that's a huge step too. Right. Is yeah. I think they're not waiting for someone else to make them happy or waiting for, they're not relying on anyone else to make them feel better. Yeah. Cause you it's know? not going to happen. No. So another thing that really pops up for me with this whole idea of being too broken is negative core beliefs. Oh. And I know we've touched on those a little bit in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know when we were talking about attachment disorder, I shared a story about a little gal that had been voted out of her family. Yeah. And her negative core belief was that she wasn't lovable. Right. Okay. And this client that we're talking about now, you know, obviously has negative core beliefs of being too broken. So I think maybe something that I've kind of thought about doing an entire episode on is negative core beliefs okay. because they keep popping up in our different scenarios that we have and different things that we're talking about and different emails that we receive. And maybe it might be something to really address that would be helpful for our listeners as well as these, these clients. Cause this is definitely something I'm going to explore with this client. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they are little buggers that hang out and wreak havoc on more than, for our more whole, than one reason. Our whole damn lives. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so that might be um, a really great topic to work on. No, we're not working. <laughs> Again, we're really <laughs> not in not an office. not a damn right therapy We're in an office, but we're not in that kind of office. <laughs> but anyway, so I think that's something that I would like to explore and probably something that I think our listeners might have interest in and would tie into this. So maybe next episode, let's work on that or so, address that. Talk okay. About it. We'll work on that <laughs> in our next session. <laughs> I have made an executive decision that that is what the next episode. Okay. will be on. Look at you decide. So you just, you just get on that mom. Okay. I'll, I'll work on that one. <laughs> okay. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, this was kind of a short episode, but I think it's, it's important kind of, and yeah. it's good information. And I, I hope I, any I of you think it pops up a lot because I think a lot of times people may not say it, but underneath they really feel broken. Yeah. That hopelessness. So yes, you know, it ties into depression, but it goes deeper than that. Cause they honestly feel broken. Like something is broken. Something is wrong mm-hmm. at deep levels, you know? Yeah. And that's why I said, these are the clients that really, you know, tug at my heartstrings because they really believe they're broken yeah. and that to me is so sad yeah and, and you that, don't have to feel that way no no and you know and and again i have this i'm at the therapist but i believe everyone is capable of change yes yep 
And again, you know, like my mom said in her disclaimer there, if if you're feeling this way, get some help. Yeah. Reach out to resources. Even just go to your primary care doctor yeah. and talk about even just that first step of figuring out if there's a depression, antidepress- antidepressant that can help. Right. And, and it's never too late because you look at this lady and somewhere in her 50s, I'm guessing. Yeah. You know, age wise. And she's, bless her heart, she's willing to start. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Mm hmm. Nope. Well, I think that kind of wraps up this until we get into our uh, negative core beliefs next time. <laughs> there we go. My assignment. <laughs> Your assignment. Okay. Um, and also, we want to just thank you all for listening and. One of the best ways that you can help us out is click follow, leave a review, you know, share with your friends, share with your friends, you know, say something nice or not nice. I mean, just write something down. Well, make sure it's nice. Okay, fine. Be nice. Be nice. Be nice. But well, we appreciate y'all and wow. (laughs) Don't talk. I can't. Okay. Next time. Next time we will catch you all (laughs) next time. Thanks mom. Uh, Bye. Bye.